to Educating Borders, a podcast from Scottish Borders Council all about the latest goings-on in and around schools across our region. On this week's second episode, we have the Professional Learning Bulletin, some highlights from James Nottingham's Speaker Series event, the digital update from Inspire Learning, and a school showcase at Jedburgh Grammar. This is Educating Borders. Good morning, good afternoon or good evening depending on when you are listening to us and welcome along to episode two of the podcast with me, your host Ronnie Graham, lead teacher of Inspire Learning. Before we begin, a huge thank you to everyone who listened to the first show a couple of weeks ago. It's been great to read your reviews on Twitter and also hearing people in schools talking about it in their staff rooms. Uh, Please keep sharing it with your colleagues and people that you think would find it interesting. I think my favourite tweets about episode one came from Scott Watson, who is our equity and inclusion lead officer, who was listening in his car and he said that he's lucky enough to travel around the border schools and settings as part of his job and that his journeys are going to be enhanced by our local Educating Borders podcast and he's looking forward to the fortnightly episodes. Thanks Scott for tuning in. It's also great to see the podcast being listened to in other parts of the country too and there was a lovely tweet from Stuart Brown, head teacher of Athol Stainford Primary in East Lothian. He was tweeting about it and he also was encouraging his authority to launch their very own version of a podcast as well. So we're already inspiring others. Uh, let's kick off today's episode with our latest professional learning, learning bulletin with Suzanne Liddell and the focus this week is on all things coaching. Hello, welcome to the professional learning bulletin. Suzanne here from the professional learning team. This week we're going to focus on coaching and PRD. In SBC we value the use of coaching and mentoring as essential skills for the professional learning, leadership and development of our staff. A range of opportunities are available to develop leadership capacity at all levels, which include coaching programmes. This supports us in building a culture of coaching across Scottish borders. Coaching is key to the process of PRD as well as professional update. Next session we will have on offer coaching opportunities for recently qualified teachers, coaching for NQT supporters, coaching for new head teachers on the head teacher induction programme. There's an introduction to coaching which is open to all. The Inspire team run the Apple Learning Coach programme. We're reintroducing the Coaching for Success programme, which comes with GTCS professional recognition. This will be delivered in clusters by practitioners who have trained as trainers. We have a range of coaching masterclasses, including the refresher for those who've maybe had a wee while since they've been using coaching and coaching for the PRD. There is also the Coaching and Mentoring Matters Education Scotland resource, which can be found on the Education Scotland website. All of those opportunities will be available on Business World for booking. We have an expectation that all PRD reviewers complete some form of coaching professional learning, as taking a coaching approach to the PRD meeting is key. All practitioners should undergo a PRD annually with the addition of the professional update sign-off every five years. The system we now use for this is the GTCS MyPL, which is accessed through your MyGTCS account. We should all be updating our details on our account annually to make sure that they're up to date and correct. The professional update sign-off should be completed by the end of June, if this is your sign-off year. Professional update, though, is an ongoing process, which includes the following elements. On an ongoing basis, self-evaluation against the appropriate professional standards, engagement in ongoing professional learning, 
maintaining a reflective professional learning record and associated evidence of impact and engaging in the PRD process. More information on PU can be found on the GTCS website or you can have a chat with one of the team. Finally, I just wanted to mention the Education Scotland Educator Leadership Programme has now opened for applications. This is a practitioner inquiry-based programme which is now open to teachers, to community learning and development and to early learning and childcare. Um, Education Scotland have yesterday launched their digital brochure which outlines all of the professional learning and leadership programmes you can take part in throughout the year. So we'll be sharing this in due course. If you've got any queries or questions, please give us a phone or contact us at clpl at scottborders.gov.uk. Thank you. Thanks, Suzanne, for the professional learning bulletin. We'll hear from you again in the next edition of the podcast. Now, talking about professional learning, something we've been running on our Schoolhouse platform this year is our speaker series. And in March, we were joined by James Nottingham, who is the creator of The Learning Pit. He's an author of 11 books as well. And he's had a career in teaching in primary and high school settings in Northern England. So the next little part of the podcast, we're going to hear some clips from that presentation. Not the whole thing because it was about an hour and a half two hours long um, so it's just going to be a short highlight reel of James's talk if you want to hear any more though or watch the whole um, speaker series in full then you can visit the Inspire Learning YouTube page and you can see the presentation in full we'll post a link in the description as well if you want to give that a little watch so it's over now to James Nottingham from his speaker series presentation I'm going to dive straight into feedback, but I think it sets it up nicely because feedback, when we identify the impact of feedback, 0.62, well, yes, but also when we look at using success criteria brilliantly, look at that, 0.88, when we use formative evaluation is even more powerful. When we put growth mindset together with feedback, it adds to it. It turns out that feedback is one of the most effective ways to improve student learning. It's also one of the most researched aspects of student learning. Look at the number of studies that are contained in Hattie's database, never mind all the other studies that he hasn't got in there yet. So it is one of the most effective ways, and of course it applies right across the curriculum. There isn't one subject where feedback is fairly irrelevant. Every single subject and every single age group, whether we're talking early years, whether we're talking S6, you are going to get gains from brilliant feedback. But look at the effect size scale. Some studies show a mere 0.15, whereas others show all the way up to 1.17. Feedback is also one of the most variable. That tells us we're not getting it right yet. There's also a dirty little secret when it comes to the world of research on feedback, and it turns out that one third of the studies on feedback show a negative effect. One third of the time, it would be better if we shut up and kept out of the way. Now, please notice it says negative effects rather than one third of feedback is negative. 
So we have to think about feedback in terms of the impact that it has. For example, I lost count of the number of times when I was a teenager, be told by teachers that I'll never make anything of myself. I'm a bit of a waste of space. That for me was a challenge. That for me was right. I'm going to damn well prove you wrong. But it's not a strategy I recommend. Nonetheless, it has a positive outcome. Conversely, James, you might jump in and give students some really positive affirmations, some really encouraging uh, gestures, noises and so on that is intended to be positive. But if what it does is it drags them, as I call, out of the pit, it gets them back into their comfort zone, it helps them to skip past the challenge and just get it completed, then it might have sounded positive, but the effect on its learning, on their learning, is negative because it, actually what you've done is stop them from learning and you've just caused them to complete it. So we have to think about feedback in that way. There's another complicating factor. Graham Nuttall found that 80% of verbal feedback comes from other students and most of it is wrong. If we want to improve the outcomes of feedback probably one of the better starting places is teaching students how to give receive and use feedback so what i'd like to do in this very very brief session on feedback is to summarize the key elements of feedback that we ought to be looking for because the research is very clear feedback has a huge potential problem is it's very variable and sadly most of us aren't using feedback as well as we might. There are some things that we can do to make it much, much, much more effective. Thank you James and as we said earlier if you want to watch the full speaker series presentation you can head over to the Inspire Learning YouTube channel or you can click the link in the description as well. James is also on Twitter. His handle is at James Nottingham, but you need to remove the last A. So it's James Nottingham on Twitter and you can follow him there. We're now going to move on with the podcast and we're going to go to the Inspire Learning team for the digital update for this week. And it's over to Helen. Hello again and welcome to the digital update from the Inspire Learning team on the second episode of the podcast. This time we're going to focus in more detail on the upcoming Inspire Learning Festival in Kelso, as well as our next CPD opportunities in the coming weeks. So back bigger than ever, the Inspiring Learning Festival takes place at Springwood Park from May the 30th to June the 1st with days planned for all primary sixes, all S2s and an educator's day. On Tuesday, May the 30th, we hold our primary six programme with around 1,200 pupils being on site. We've got a jam-packed day of learning planned with STEM activities under the banner of Create, Challenge, Explore and Code. Due to limited Wi-Fi connectivity, we'll ask pupils to put their devices into airplane mode, as well as ensuring their iPad is fully charged and updated before they arrive. Pupils should have Keynote, iMovie, Pages, GarageBand and Swift Programmed already installed in advance, as well as the Sphero and Microbit apps downloaded too. So full information will be sent to head teachers and passed on to teaching staff so you can prepare. We're also delighted to say that the green powered car trial will be taking place on the day, weather permitting, and we can't wait to see the cars in action. 
On Wednesday, May the 31st, we have our first S2 day at the festival with another 1,200 pupils visiting us across two sessions. Pupils from Peebles, Hoyk, Berwickshire and Eyemouth High Schools will be joining in the morning session with Kelso, Galashiels, Elston and Selkirk High coming along in the afternoon. We have challenge, create and explore learning sessions planned as well as AR and developing the young workforce speaker sessions. Pupils will have the same instructions for their iPads as the P6 day, with the only additional app that they'll need to install being AR Maker. We're really excited to see the S2s on the day. Finally, on Thursday, June the 1st, it's our Educators Day. We'll have guest speakers, engaging sessions and our popular marketplace all happening between 10am and 2pm. So we're delighted to announce that Ollie Bray from Education Scotland will be delivering our opening keynote speech and joining him on the main stage will be presentations from Bruce Robertson, who's the rector at Berwickshire High School, Abdul Chohan, who's Shobi's Vice President of Learning and Gillian Penny from Apple Education UK. In our partner sessions, you can hear from the SBC Early Years team, Viewfinders Project, as well as people from Caligo and Edinburgh University's data science teams. There'll be a wide range of border schools in the marketplace, as well as visiting guests from other authorities and Inspire Learning partners. We'd love to see as many people as possible, so come along for all or part of the day. And last for me is a reminder about the CPD opportunities available in Schoolhouse in the next few weeks. We'll be continuing with our Caligo and Shobi Thursdays to help you make the most out of these apps. Also, there's a special showbie session, especially for early years, on Tuesday the 23rd of May and Friday the 26th of May. We'll have a session on setting up and using the features of Apple Classroom on Tuesday the 23rd of May with me. All these courses are on Schoolhouse, which is on Microsoft Teams. Sign up for the courses on Business World or email Little at inspire-academy.uk if you've got any questions. So that's it from our update. We really look forward to seeing loads of you at the Inspire Learning Festival at the end of this month. Thanks, Ellen, for the digital update. We will be hearing the next Inspire Learning update in episode three of the podcast, which will be arriving on Wednesday, May the 31st, smack bang in the middle of the Inspire Learning Festival. Check out the description of this episode and you'll see the Eventbrite link so that you can register to secure your place at the Educators Day on June the 1st. We will end today's episode just like we did in episode one with our school showcase and the spotlight this time falls on the brilliant Jedburgh Grammar Campus where I visited Gemma Keddy, the deputy head teacher, and Sam Hainsworth, pupil support teacher, to hear about their amazing Raising Teenagers with Confidence programme. I started by asking Sam what the programme was all about. So Raising Teens with Confidence is a six-week course for parents. We met on a Wednesday evening between six o'clock and eight o'clock and we were learning all about what's going on with teenagers and how it's, it's kind of like really supportive because it gives parents a chance to meet other parents of teenagers and share their experiences and then learn more about what's really going on. So the first session is what you do matters and it was just saying, you know, like parents really can, sometimes you're in the middle of it and you feel like you're not getting anywhere, but what you do really does make a diff positive difference for your young person. And then the second um, session was about the teenage brain 
brain and what's going on. And that's, um, that's Gemma's loves the teenage brain because it's so fascinating. I do because I think it's really important that parents and carers understand the, that developmental shift and what is what is going on inside a young person's brain. And that includes things like, you know, releasing melatonin later on at night. Why are they going to bed so late? Why are they so tired in the morning? And, and actually, you know, the fact that we accept those behaviours when they're little, um, you know, babies and toddlers, but then when it becomes that point in their life that, that, that they're a teenager, we're saying, oh, but we don't want to accept that. But actually, by having an understanding of the brain and brain development, we can therefore understand the behaviour of, of teenagers. And session three, moving on from what's going on in the brain, is about why a lot of teenagers are keen to take risks and get involved in risky behaviour. And we look at how you can use that sort of impulse that they have in more positive directions and sort of looking at risk as not all bad. Um, and then Section four is a really good one. That's a, it's called It's Good to Talk and it's about um, keeping up that these conversations and when and where and how to be connected and like really listen um, to what your teenager is saying. Um, and section five is the brain under stress. And we were learning about how we all, how the brain responds to stress, um, you know, in teenagers and adults and how we can build resilience mm -hmm. and um, strategies for coping with that. And then finally, the last session um, leads on from that and it's looking after your well-being. And it was, um, it's a great session because it's about, you know, parents and carers can be worrying about their children, worrying about their well-being, but that they really need to look after their own well-being to, to be able to do that and to be a good role model. Parent engagement is clearly of vital importance in the Raising Teens with Confidence programme, so I asked Gemma to explain which types of parents were involved in it. So it's open to everybody. We want as many parents to have this knowledge as possible. So, And it's part of the Growing in Confidence programme that we run in the school in health and wellbeing. And, and you know, we've got the, the secondary side of it, the Raising Teens with Confidence, and then we've got the primary side, Raising Children with Confidence, which is just about to start on Wednesday. Um, so we open it up to everyone. We will suggest to people, you know, this is about to start, it would be great to come along, but actually this, it's not about targeted, it's about very much everybody that is a parent or a carer having this knowledge. It's always important to get feedback on these types of sessions. So Sam told me about the feedback that was given by parents following the sessions. Some of the parents got homework at the end of every session, <laughs> which first of all, they were a little bit daunted about, but basically I think that was, they got a lot out of it. It was like, if you choose to do one of these activities and sit around the table or in the car or whatever it is, and ask these questions of your teenager. They were finding out like amazing bits of information that they would never have done if they hadn't have done this course. Um, so some of the feedback from the final session was things like um, that parents felt calmer with the kids um, and that that allowed them both to like open up and speak better about things that were going on. Um, a lot of positives as in the, their young people were telling them that they thought they were doing a good job as a parent. Um, like reassurance, yeah, wasn't it? Reassurance, reassurance that you're actually doing okay. 
Whilst I was at Jedburgh Grammar, I also caught up with Laura Lightbody, who is an additional needs assistant in the school, but attended the course as a parent of a teenager. Here's what Laura had to say about raising teens with confidence. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, this is new territory for me having a teenager, so it's a complete blank canvas, but Gemma and Sam delivered so well um, and I took so much away from it. Just having a better understanding of how the teenage brain works. Um, as I say, I was totally unaware of how much change it goes through. So now I totally get it. Um, so me and my son now we actually have such a good relationship because he gets me and I'm getting him. Just communication wise, like he'll sit down and chat to me about stuff and I'll sit and listen rather than just jumping in, <laughs> coming to my own conclusions about things. And I've told so many people if, if they ever get the opportunity to do it, to absolutely do it. Gemma went on to share her key message from the Raising Teens with Confidence programme and I'll let her explain it right now. Yeah. So we were reflecting you know, as parents, but also as teachers. And, and therefore it, was, it wasn't like we were standing up and delivering a course. It was very much like we're sitting around and we're reflecting on this theory-based, you know, session mm -hmm. that, that actually made so much sense. And one of the key messages I've taken from it yeah. is, and this is hard, but that to begin with, we are a child's manager. So we manage everything about their lives from day dot, and then they, sack us is the term that we use they sack us and they say you're not my manager anymore you're now my consultant and that's our massive transition not just for the young person but as parents because you want to be the manager you want to stay the manager but actually we want them to go on and develop life skills and therefore we have to be that consultant so they don't get rid of us but they sack us as the manager. A key theme of raising teens with confidence is relationships and Gemma ended our conversation with that. Do you know, everything is relationships based that we do. We very much work on, on that kind of basis. And we have good knowledge of our families, of our young people. You know, we're, all of us work. It doesn't matter what your job is, what your title is. We all work in a way that's if you are the person that that parent or carer wants to speak to, then absolutely we'll go with that. And as a result, we've got good knowledge of our families. We've got, we understand where young people are in their lives. And, and therefore we can, you know, we give them opportunities that is about where they are right now. Thank you so much to Gemma, Sam and Laura for their input on this episode's School Showcase. I'm sure that you'll agree that it was another great project to hear about right here in the Scottish Borders. If you have a school that you'd like to nominate for a future School Showcase, you can let us know by tweeting us on at SBCProfLearning on Twitter using the hashtag EducatingBorders or you can email us at educating.borders at glowmail.org.uk. You can also use our Twitter handle or our email to let us know what you think about the podcast so far or send a wee shout out to a colleague or pupil in your school and we'll read them out next time. That's all for episode two of Educating Borders. Thanks so much for listening. We really hope that you enjoyed everything that you've heard and that you'll be listening to episode three when it lands on Wednesday, 31st of May. That podcast is going to feature some clips from the P5 Countryside Day, as well as a brand new school showcase, which comes from Now Park Primary in Selkirk with a focus on nurture. Do keep subscribing to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Keep telling as many colleagues about the show as you can in your staff room as well. Tweet about us using the hashtag EducatingBorders and we'll speak to you very, very shortly. I've been Roddy Graham. Take care, be happy and keep on Educating Borders.